Don't frazzle my sh- It's the Woodworking Morning Show. It's a good song. Shaking your booty. It's my favorite. That's my jam, Nicole. <laughs> as the kids say. That's my jam. That's my jam. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday. It is Friday. Good it's morning. the morning show. And uh, I'm Nicole. I'm Mark. <laughs> I see you have my new nose picker here. Hey, no, those are for my hair. What's the difference? Your hair ties. What's the difference? Well, you, well since you're bringing it, there's hair to up there too. I just wanted to say thank you to. Con- I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Connell. Uh, he's at Right Handed Creations. Hmm. Uh, W-R-I-G-H-T. Oh. And I bought... Um, Clever. Is that the person's name? No. I don't, right? I'm not sure. Okay. Connell, yes, his last name's That would right. make sense. No. That, that makes sense. All right. So he's on Instagram at uh, Right Hand Creations. So Instagram.com Right Hand Creations. But I ordered these adorable little spoons. I thought they were going to be bigger. I, I'm sorry. I didn't read. Uh, but I love them. My baby spoons. They're so cute. Come here, baby Ava. I want to give them to a- you, let Ava use them. Here's your pureed carrots. But I would <laughs> actually love it if you made these bigger, because then I would totally use these as serving spoons. They're pretty and cool. These are awesome uh, hair ties that I haven't yet figured and out. And nose pickers. Nose pickers. If you make them with like a slightly thinner connection here, you can get a little more flex in there. Mm-hmm. Little shop tweezers get and nose pickers. Get out of here. And then he was sent me a very thoughtful fidget stone. Can I that, fidget with that during the that's show? That's the idea. You hold it and you rub it. Well, stop being so greedy. Give it to me. <laughs> so, it says Connell, green. I just wanted to say thank you for that. I'm going to fidget Even this though thing. I ordered them. He has an awesome Etsy store. So check him out if you're looking for hairpins, spoons. I don't I don't know if he does the, the fidget stones, but you should. Hmm. Because everybody has a little bit of anxiety nowadays. Yeah. Okay. So what's going on? Oh, hey, you know. Hey, look, we got a little friend. Just hanging out. We got a little friend. Oh, look at that. Tommy Silva. <laughs> He's coming to say hi. Hey, everybody. Watch this old house. We have festool stuff. Uh, Yay! It was one of those Facebook ads <laughs> that showed up, and I'm like, that's cute. That's I'm going to get that for Father's Day. I love those guys. You know, I was actually in the same place at the same time with Tom. Yes, I was I, with you. But I didn't say anything to him. Yeah, you I was were a little, little nervous. I get nervous around people who right. I, I admire, so... Yeah. This old so, house. So Can't we d- decided to buy his bobble head and put him in the shop <laughs> yeah. where he's watching over us. I'll put him back here. So yeah. you know what? We'll put him next to the uh, Vault Tech guy. There you from, go. Uh, there we go. Yep. From Fallout. Two bobbleheads. Right. Sheldon can just move over. Move over, Sheldon. Get over here, Claptrap. You, you move him out of his favorite spot, he's going he's gonna to be upset now. Wallowitz. Hey, you go. know what? What? You know, you know we have a Patreon thing? Hey, we do. We do. So if you want to help support the show, you can do that. It's at patreon.com slash woodwhisper. I want to thank David Archibald. Alex Streff and Ian Gagnon, or Gannon. I think maybe yeah. the G and the N kind of blend to yeah, be I think Gannon. It's maybe Gannon, which is also a character from Zelda. Correct. Very cool. My brother's name is Ian, by the way. Yep. I probably say that every time Ian does something maybe. that comes across our path. So, <laughs> anyway, thank you everybody for helping support the show. Uh, you can also help out and get some rewards mm-hmm. in uh, in return for that. And again, that's Patreon.com/slash. You know, you know, one of those rewards is I. I put a question out to the Patreon people, usually about two or three days before we go live. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get a bunch of questions that are preloaded. That's fantastic. But I also take them in the chat, too. So, yep. Jason, I just saw your question, and I'm putting it in my, my notebook. So a couple of reminders real quick here. We've got the Slapback Bed Project. That's in the guild. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right? That is coming up a week from today. That's when the videos will drop. And you'll be able to watch them from beginning to end. I love B- binge it. Binge it all weekend if you want to. Netflix style. Yeah, and this is on a pre-order discount, about 30% off. And I, I want to make sure you guys know something very important today. What? We're going to give one of those away. Woo. Not the bed. Not the bed. But no. the project. We've actually had people order the projects and go, where's my, where's my, the bread uh, box. where's the, my bread box? The bread box is a good example of something people order. <laughs> like, expecting like months later they're like i'm really upset i have not received any notification about shipment of my bread box it's like (laughs) like not sure how we can make it clear but we'll we'll try to we'll be better sorry anyway so we are going to pick a winner uh in today's show and we'll also pick a regular guild winner that we usually do right Mm -hmm. where they could pick a project so someone's going to get the pick and someone's going to get the back uh you know the platform bed. Oh, uh, Connell's in the in the chat room. He says uh, the fidget is a fidget chip. Fidget chip. And he's offering anybody you can email him. He'll send them one. This is great. I yeah. like it. It's, it's you know what it feels like. 
It feels like... Um, it's contoured to your hands. Well, it feels like silly putty. Yeah. When you get silly putty and you flatten it out and then you do this with your hands, it, it, but it's a piece of wood, it's stiff. Yeah. But it's, this, this is the exact sh like, shape that silly putty would take on so if I think you were I'm to just, do that. I just lost my fidget chip. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the fidget chip, Connell. <laughs> okay, one more announcement What's here. What's it? Let's see. So we, uh, my mom wanted to make sure everybody oh, knows. Oh yeah, your mom's back in Jersey for a little bit. The store. And she's trying to unload the store. Yeah, she's trying to unload all the stuff. She's got tons of boxes of books, stuff she's trying to lighten the mm -hmm. shipping load as she drives back to Colorado. So we have some hardcover books still to go. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to buy the hardcover version of Essential Joinery, that is available. Nicole, you want to give them the link for this stuff? I will. It's and at thewoodwhisperer.com slash store. With every order, you get also our new sticker. Oh, yeah. We got a new sticker. So that's pretty cool. Or you could just get them on, have, have them nice stand, and sleek. stand alone, too. Uh, of course. So we have the paperback version. <laughs> this is why I always keep a copy that gets mangled and jacked up. <laughs> is this the one Ava did? Yeah. This is... Uh, <laughs> The uh, you can't really see it too well on the camera yeah. because it's too bright, but it's bright. Uh, yeah, I know. I have the setting a little too high. Anyway, essential joinery, both hard and soft. Oh, and oh. then uh, the classic, the woodworker's classic, as of like six years ago, is a uh, hybrid woodworking. All those are available in the store. Mm. Also, uh, this this is not the exact. This was like a prototype, um, but our mouse scrapers are back in stock as well. They look something like this. Uh, you want to get those because those are great. I love those scrapers. So, yeah, lots of stuff in the store. Go check it out. Uh, do us a favor and lighten Mama's yeah. load yeah. because she's got to have to bring all that stuff over here. Kevin Windsor, you, you made me laugh. Uh, I didn't intend to dye my hair red. <laughs> this is a COVID dye job. <laughs> Damn, baby, what'd you do to your hair? <laughs> do you like it, Orlando? It's autumn sunrise. <laughs> so not really intentional. Okay. <laughs> Guild project to whoever gets that movie first. <laughs> okay. It's autumn sunrise. <laughs> Yeah, my brother and I, I have no idea why. We used to quote that back and forth to each other. <laughs> and and I sent him a text this weekend. I was like, it's autumn sunrise. Yeah. And I took a picture of it. Oh, and he hair. knew exactly what I was my talking hair. about. My hair, yeah. It's, I'm a disaster right <laughs> it's now. It's so great, though. Right. It looks good. <laughs> okay. It looks good on you, Nicole. <laughs> thanks. Anything else we have to get out of the way before we answer um, I just questions? One more question. I just wanted to say thank you to James Berlin over at Woodlife 1122 LLC. Mm -hmm. He's in Connecticut and I ordered some cutting boards from I already given one away. So I'm only showing I love this one. Yeah, this nice. is such a cool nice, pattern. Like brick brick pattern. So uh, he sells his stuff yeah. on Etsy as well under Woodlife 1122. If you'd like to check him out. Get he that Woodlife, yo. So I just wanted to say thanks James. Okay, guess who uh, got it first? It looks like Ness. Ness got it! Yeah, Ness G. Our good nice. buddy. <laughs> Down under-ish. She just says ghost. No, no, no. She said ghost. Yeah. Is that, is it ghost? What's the, you know. I thought it was Ghostbusters. No. Oh, it is ghost. Oh my gosh. What's That's wrong right. with you? That's right. When, uh. When, uh, Whoopi Goldberg yes, is channeling, channeling the woman's husband. Yes, that is ghost. Ness. Ness. Blues uh, Brothers. Yeah, Ness, you got it. Awesome. Good job. Email me. It's Nicole. Autumn Sunrise. <laughs> See, even I forgot. If you guys want to Google that, there is a clip on YouTube. Just Google Autumn Sunrise and you'll find it. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, let's get to some questions here. Uh, Jeff Barry says, how do you stay focused on one project at a time in the shop? I get so distracted and sometimes working on three or four at a time, getting a little bit done on each. I've written them down in my notebook and try to prioritize them, but I have several going <laughs> before that, and now I feel like I have to get done along with a job and trying to spend time with my family. You know, that might be one of the differences. I mean, I was going to initially answer this and just say, well, it's part of your personality. Some people are multitaskers and some people are unitaskers. I'm one of those people who really excels when I focus on one thing and get that thing done and then I move on to the next thing. If I have too many, uh, too many balls in the air at once, I find it very stifling and I actually will go slower. I'm one of those people who uh, uh, multitasking is a myth, right? You I do can not, do. You don't do good. Yeah, I can do multiple things at once, but it will take me a lot longer to get those things done than if I simply worked on each thing in succession, finished each task, and then got it all done. I'll be much faster, and the result will be better because I'm not splitting my attention. So, I have I, to say, you you've influenced me that way. I yeah. used to I used to be very fractured. Mm -hmm. I still am a bit. But I really try to focus on just 
finishing. Yeah, do it, get it done, get it done right, and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. So in your case, though, one difference may not just it may not just be simply a personality thing. It may be the fact that you do have a job. You probably have a lot more time away from the shop than I have, for instance. So it's a little harder for you. During your away time, you may come up with other ideas and get inspired by different things that you want to attempt when you go into the shop. Um, but ultimately, it's going to come down to discipline, right? You know how to do one project at a time. Your urge to go into the shop and do something else, well, smack yourself in the head and say, don't do that self. Uh, just go in and focus on the project you're working on. It's just going to be a self-discipline thing. Easier said than done for some people, but I think once you see the rewards of going through and completing a task before starting the next one, you'll be on board. <laughs> Get on board. Get on board. Uh, Roach Farmer in the chat room well, did a super chat. I would love to know a little more about that name. <laughs> said, <laughs> is, it, is it Roach or Roch? It could be rock. It's R-O-C-H. <laughs> so it could be rock okay, or roche. Roche. You know, when I lived in New Jersey, kind of felt like a roach farmer sometimes. <laughs> there were times in our basement where I kind of had a collection. Yeah. I would yeah. watch them, you know, make their little houses. <laughs> you give them like a little... Uh, yeah, I had one. I named, them I named them Gary. I gave them a little top hat. It was fun. Hello, my baby. <laughs> he said, uh, happy to catch you guys live. A little something for Mark's barbecue addiction. What? You have no idea. It's kind of gotten out of control. It's kind of spiraling into a logo now. Look, um. I've been interested in barbecue <laughs> for a long time, right? It's always been, at least almost through most of our marriage, it's mm -hmm. been a hobby of mine. And it comes and goes, you know, like hobbies do. And uh, lately it's just kicked up a notch. And now, yeah, I'm try I'm I might even have a logo going. I don't know what's happening. And here's my tagline, right? Yeah. You guys will get the reference. It's going to be TWW Barbecue. It's the wood that makes it good. There's another reference for you. And just a high five to someone who knows that reference. Uh, so we do have a Facebook group of woodworkers who are also barbecue enthusiasts. Yeah. So if you would like to uh, join said group. crossover there. Uh, it's just a group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash TWWBBQ. Uh, there's that, it's actually a very active group. Yeah. I'm trying to manage it by creating those topics. Sure. So like, well, good luck with that. Recipes yeah. and pork butt. Everybody likes to show off their pork butt. Um, rock farmer says it is pronounced rock. Oh, by the way. Sorry. But let's go with Roach because I'm sure he loves that. <laughs> sorry. All right. Um, What's the character named Roach? Was it on Growing a, Pains? No, that's no. Boner. That was Boner. Yeah, what? and Roach is the horse's name in The Witcher. But there was a there was a TV show. I'm pretty sure the the, the side friend was Roach. Uh, probably. Was I, it the Cosby no. Show? Maybe it was one of those '80s. Uh, it might have been the Cosby Show, and maybe it wasn't Roach. Cockroach. Cockroach. Yeah, and it was Cosby it was Show. A, no, that was Bud. No, that was the little girl's friend. Was Bud? <laughs> Cockroach was uh, Theo's friend. Okay. Uh, why is this even in my brain, Nicole? I haven't it thought is. about Cosby Show. I told you I haven't oh thought about God. the Cosby Show probably since Theo the last time I watched it. Theo and Cockroach. I told you his name's Cockroach. <laughs> and you don't want to challenge my '80s TV knowledge. The, apparently, the names of the friends were Cockroach, Boner. Boner. What? I don't know how they got away with Boner. Yeah. Right. What's wrong with Bud? There's probably ten people in this chat room named Bud. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do Black Goat Woodworking's question. I've seen uh, you spray general finishes milk paint on several projects from your Fuji system. Do you have any other paints that you would uh, that you like and get good results? I've tried latex. It just takes so much thinning to get an appropriate amount of uh, runout time. Some people seem to use uh, Sher Sherwin-Williams Chem Aqua, but apparently I can't get it in my area because of VOCs. Okay, here's the thing, Black Oak. Not a great answer for you today. I don't really paint very much. Uh, so when I do, I tend to rely on things that I'm comfortable with. That doesn't mean that General Finishes Milk Paint is the best solution for all the times that I've used it. It just means I know what I know. It's a it's sort of a known quantity. I know what results I can get from it. I know how to make it work, so I use it. So there are great paints out there if you explore that world. It's not a world I'm familiar with, so I don't have great advice for you. Sherwin Williams products. Sherwin Williams products. I can say I have used a lot of their top coats some of their tinted lacquers and stuff in the past. So if I were to go into that world of paint, I probably would start there. That's, that seems like a decent solution, but can't help you with uh, general paint advice. 
Uh, Jason Spenny has a question. We're going to start the Rubo. And in one of the original videos, you expressed concern about the round dog holes getting chewed up. Mm-hmm. But then you update it. That then you update it with your do round holes today. What's that? Do probably round? an article oh, okay. or something. <clears throat> Any bad luck with round dog holes in soft maple? Would you use hard maple for just the dog strips and add? durability. I wouldn't think about it. I think in soft maple, it's hard enough, you're going to be fine. Um, that is one of those things when you're listing, when, when you're making an article or talking to people online, you have to do like a pros and cons. And it's a cover your butt sort of thing to say, yeah, over time, the round dog hole could get chewed up a little bit just from pressure and things like that. And, and if you're using a metal dog hole, like the ones Lee Valley does, like the bench pups and bench dogs, those things, you know, maybe it could get chewed up over time. Um, I don't really think it's that much of a concern, though. Uh, I wouldn't really worry about it too much. I think you'll be fine. Um, a lot of those round accessories have spring-loaded elements to them as well that apply a lot of pressure to the side. So even if the hole just gets, like, you know, uh, by a, a very small amount larger, a millimeter or something, you probably still have enough play and tension in that device that it's going to work just fine. So I, I, I've, I've said since building this bench that... While the square dog holes were cool, and it's kind of a cool traditional element, there are so many accessories out there relying on a three-quarter inch dog hole that you're just better off with round dog holes, and it makes the project go a little bit faster. So you don't have to do that dog hole strip. Uh, Billy McCord says, taste the food, not the fuel. Do you know that, do you know that reference? Uh, I don't know that reference. I mean, it makes sense to me. I, I understand <laughs> it, but I don't know what it's from. Yeah. Mm. It sounds like a... Uh, a charcoal, or yeah. no? It sounds like maybe a propane ad. Yeah, maybe. is that Hank Hill? I think I think that I think that's right. I don't even watch that show, but I know he's a big. <laughs> I know the whole thing about propane. propane so, uh, Connell says live roaches are the bond that keeps Trentonians united. <laughs> <laughs> you telling me? I also had a friend named Cockroach when did, I was younger. Did you? No, that's the joke. Nicole. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Brian Thorpe says I'm looking to get. A good block plane and was thinking about the Veritas skewed block plane, but it's a little over six inches long. Is that a normal size for a block plane? Would you have any other suggestions? Well, here is my Veritas non-skewed version, and it is also over six inches from uh, from the very back to you the tip. You don't poke me in the eye with that thing. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, just close your eyes. That's why, uh, that's why God gave you eyelids. Uh-huh. Seven <laughs> inches long. So... That is pretty standard. All you're really looking at is a skewed blade. That's the primary difference um, with that one. Okay, Mike Davies. How many jigs and or fixtures do you have that you keep making quickly for a single cup project? How do you decide whether to put uh, the time into making a good one to keep versus taking, tacking, taking, tacking. Yeah, it was tacking. tacking. Something together uh, quick and throwing it out after a well, Mike, the thing is, with, with the way I do things, I often remake jigs for the sake of instruction, right? So if in, let's say, a guild project 10 years ago, I made a tapering jig, and it was so good that I kept it around. I go to use it again in the future, I can't just say, hey, go look at that other video. It's like, that's already in a guild video that, that's kind of hidden behind that, uh, the price. So I often wind up remaking jigs, especially if it's like a simple tapering jig or some kind of bandsaw jig or something or, you know, like a box joint jig. Um, these are things that I'll kind of make up on the fly only because I want to show people who are watching that, that particular project go together. I want to show them how to make that. So I do have some templates and, and, and um, you know, a few jigs here and there kind of sporadically throughout the shop, but I don't often um, reuse them because I, I feel the need to, to make these things all the time. There are exceptions. There are, there, if like I do a full video on this new tapering jig that we're working on, which actually we should be doing soon, uh, I'm going to encourage people to build that tapering jig and then I'm gonna start using it because it's a free resource. They can actually go see that video for free, build it and catch up, so. I got a question here from Scott K. Mark and Nicole, do you guys, are you guys gonna pick up Death Stranding? Oh, this should've been an after show question. Yep, it should've. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the after show. I'm going to say no. No, because it's on PS4. Um, Plain D Woodworks, when uh, when are you going to do a watch party for the bed? Probably. Do we put it up on I the schedule yet? I haven't put it on the schedule yet. Thursday? Thursday, I think we said. Yeah, Thursday night. We'll do one. This Thursday? Coming Thursday? Yes. Yes, okay. But not yesterday. Okay. So, yeah. Because we're going camping. Sure. Not that night. No. Okay. 
Uh, I got my last question here okay. from Patreon. Uh, Ray Gilmore says... Hey, I sent him some masks. Cool. After buying around 10 Wood Whisperer Guild projects, I've finally gotten what I believe is the right equipment for cutting material that I need. Uh, let's see, I've made a router table, I have a hybrid table saw, a bandsaw, oscillating spindle sander, a planer, and have finessed, finessing hand tools for most cuts. Uh, one thing I don't have is a jointer. I'm no Shannon, I don't intend to hand flatten boards if I don't have to. In your opinion, is something like the Grizzly 6-inch benchtop jointer, uh, it's got a helical cutter head, is that good enough for most guild projects? I realize I'm not going to joint bed rails with this thing, uh, but will it handle most of the projects in your opinion? Uh, and would it be better to save the 450 and buy an 8-inch floor standing model after saving for about a year? That's a tough call because I always want people to make the decision that gets them woodworking sooner, right? Because you could resell this stuff later. And a lot of times, especially if it's fairly new, you can get a lot of your value back, right? So if you use it for six to eight months and then sell it and get 90% of your investment back that you could then put towards something bigger and better, to me, that's a good trade-off. I actually think that's a good deal. So uh, I'm going to give you kind of a half-hearted recommendation to okay. just get the tool now so that you can start working with it. Yes, uh, even though it's a bench top, you know, you'll probably be able to do a, a good portion of things. It's just uh, just the really big projects are the ones that are going to be kind of tough. And while I don't love bench top jointers, I love more people building stuff, right? So I would say, you know, if you're really anxious and you want to get moving, get that benchtop joiner, learn a lot about it. And here's the good thing. After working with it for six months, you'll know its limitations. And then when you get that bigger jointer, you're going to really know a lot more about what you want out of a jointer. So hopefully you could sell it in the used market and then put that money toward something bigger, newer, better. Bigger, faster, bigger, stronger. Bigger, faster, stronger, better, <laughs> meteor. Okay, was I got your one. Last one. I thought that was the last one. Yeah, that is my last one. But I want to show you guys something here real quick. Not this square, not this block. Planter. Not this book. Not this book. I already <laughs> showed you that. Just real quick, our friends at Type Bond. Oh yeah. And while this is not exactly, I mean, they didn't ask us to do an ad. Yeah, yeah. I am promoting this they product for them. They are a sponsor. They are a sponsor. This this gallon of uh, white, delicious glue. It's it's so white. It's so white, and there's so much of it, Nicole. Uh, this was given to me um, as part of our agreement. Yep. Okay, so this is a new product they want you to know about. It's their uh, Type Bond Speed Set Wood Glue. You got about a 15 minute clamping time. Right? Most of their other glues, you're looking at about 30 minutes of clamping time. So it's a little faster. Definitely faster. A lot of people, when um, Quick and Thick came out, <laughs> you know what that is, right? <laughs> Your nickname. That's correct. Uh, when Quick and Thick came out, everybody's like, oh, this is cool. It's, if you don't want to use CA glue to mm -hmm. hold something together, you want a little bit more of a quality bond. Uh, but you have a few extra minutes to spare. Something like Quick and Thick is pretty good. This stuff is great for molding. It's great for craft projects. Um, I think the, the, if there's a negative to it, it is actually the thickness. Oh. It's so thick sometimes you it's... have trouble getting it out the, the nozzle. It gets clogged easily. But you can definitely put a bead on a vertical surface and it's not going to drip. Anyway, so this has its advantages. But I guess a lot of people were like, hey, this is great. Can I get something that's a thinner viscosity mm -hmm. so that I could spread it like regular wood glue but still get the same quick, you know, tack-up time? And that's what this is, right? So this is their speed set stuff. I've used it on a couple of jigs. That's Honestly, that's the thing I'm going to use it the most on is when I want to put a jig together, I don't trust CA glue necessarily. I want a good, you know, standard wood glue that's going to bond a little bit better long-term. Uh, but I want this jig to be usable, like, within the day. Yeah. This is the stuff I'm going to use for that. Nice. All right? So type on speed set. Something, uh, something we wanted to let, let you guys know is a little arrow in your quiver of wood glues. Yeah, it just came out, right? Not too long ago. Not too long ago. All right, that's uh, all the questions I have. I have questions. Okay, let's, let's do a couple more and many, finish up. Many, many questions. It's uh, almost 10 o'clock. Uh, we got a question here from Keith. Uh, Keith. Uh, what are brindle joints good for bed for bed frame? Hold up, brindle, brindle, brindle. bridle, bridle. <laughs> That's a brindle's horse, right? I think it's a coat, a brindle, pattern, a brindle coat, coat, coat <laughs> color and pattern, I believe. No, I thought the brindle was like the little bit they put in the mouth. Also, that is a bridle, bridle, <laughs> which is actually the word you you should have said. <laughs> are bridle joints good for Words. bed frame? are one hey, of the funnest things hey. about being married to Nicole. 
in her world, words are different hey, than they are in our world. Don't make fun of my learning disability. <laughs> sure, let's call it that. Let's go with our, that. Our bridal joints good for bed frame, bed frame over legs if short sides are glued. Sure. A long end, and long ends have slat screws in. Yeah, I would need to see a visual mm -hmm. on this to know exactly what you're talking about, but I just did. A bed frame, and we're talking like the platform horizontal frame that the mattress sits on. Uh, I just made one of those, and I used half lap joints, which are a step below bridle joints in terms of strength. So I'm assuming we're talking about the same thing. If that's the case, absolutely. Uh, bridle joints would be perfectly fine for something like that. I just got an email from a company that we've been working with for, I think, a year now called Paper Cup. Okay. Uh, if you or someone you know uh, speaks Spanish, all, not all, but a lot of our videos have now been dubbed. Yeah, they're doing, every in, day I get a, no, almost yes. every day, I get a notification about a new one. Yeah, so uh, I created a playlist on the Wood Whisperer YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. It's called Wood Whisperer Espanol. Of and course. I just kind of put it, all the videos in there. And they're going through them pretty fast, but I think it's... it's if you, especially if you don't speak Spanish, yeah. it's pretty funny. <laughs> It kind of is. But, it, you know, it's only funny for a few minutes. Yes. The best is when there are other people on the show that have a speaking, like, you know, a speaking they segment. They did So you got Philip in there. There's probably times where you're in there. Yep. And they actually will get a female to, mm -hmm. to dub it, like overdub the voice. It, it's For what it is, it's incredibly well done. It's really well done. <clears throat> and and for, like, native Spanish speakers who have trouble following yep. our videos, it's kind of cool. It's very cool. So, yeah, check out... Uh, Wood Whisperer Espanol. Yeah, I think if you just search Wood Whisperer Espanol. It's funny because I'm glad we worked with them on this because I get uh, copyright infringements all the time. Yeah. And I'm like... We have to say, no, it's fine. It's fine. We know it. We know about it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I actually missed the question from Ken Coyle. He says, I love the new slapback platform bed and my wife wants me to build it for our guest room. But we have a question. I realize it's a platform bed, but it seems like the mattress might slide around on the platform. We don't know what our guests will be doing in there. Is there anything about the design that keeps the mattress from shifting? Is this something you consider when designing and building it, or am I harboring unreasonable concerns? Well, Ken, I think this depends on the weight of the mattress. Uh, not all mattresses are created equal, but typically a big king-size bed, even a queen-size bed, is pretty friggin' heavy. Uh, my mom has one of those, um, what are they, foam, right? The ones that come in a smaller box and then they they blow oh, up, they yeah. plump when you cook them. The, the, the tough and turf or Something. whatever. <laughs> tooth and tough, tooth and tough. <laughs> Missed opportunity for a sponsorship there, right? <laughs> YouTubers love to be sponsored by bed companies. Yeah, we've had a few. And we've turned them down every time. Um, so this particular one is really, really heavy. That ain't going anywhere, mm -hmm. right? Uh, one thing that I did, the frame is like an inch high, okay? And then the the... The material that I'm using to support the mattress is three quarters of an inch. So that actually leaves a quarter inch lip. So to some extent, the bed at the middle will kind of sag down. So you do have that little ridge all the way around that can kind of help keep a mattress from sliding around. This is really, again, I just don't think it's that big of an issue. If you have a regular decent quality mattress, they're going to be pretty heavy. If it does become a problem, I hadn't really, there's no um, wood allowance for this. I haven't really done anything to prevent it. What I would probably do is get some heavy duty Velcro mm -hmm. and I would probably put some Velcro down on the bed and then have the other side of the Velcro, um, you know, to the bottom of the mattress. And it's not, I mean, it's already heavy, but put that on there. And I, I really don't think you're going to have a problem. You might have a problem getting the mattress off mm -hmm. at that point. So yeah, that, that's my last question. Did you get Adrian's question? Adrian! Adrian! No. It would have been, no, in the Patreon. I got questions early okay, this so, morning, so okay. I may have missed a bunch. So Adrian says, happy 4th of July weekend. Oh, well, happy 4th of July to you. I can't believe it's July. What? I this, still, this in year, my head, I still think it's March. This is a crazy, crazy year. I'm going to be building a... I'm going to be building a... <laughs> <laughs> Building uppers for our new kitchen. You want to eat a book of the pepper tonight? <laughs> Get the pepper tonight. <laughs> right, sorry. But have only built th drawers 30. Oh, wait a minute. Let me just reread this. All I can say is it's good she's got a sense of humor. <laughs> our relationship would have gone nowhere. It's the only reason why I like you. If I couldn't make fun of her oh, for see, things. Yeah. If, if you didn't make me laugh, and you're lucky I can laugh at she myself. Goes, mm, I love insults. <laughs> 
Let's get married. I'm going to be building uppers for our new kitchen. Oh, you're so silly. Okay. Then this is where somebody's going to write, he's so mean to her. He's mean to her. Why does she stay with him? <laughs> our new kitchen, but have only built drawers, 33 of them oh, for boy. the lowers. I have never built door a door before. What wood type, plywood, hardwood, would you suggest? They are European frameless types. So basically will be one by two with a rabbit to hold the glass inside. Um, did he say painting at all? Uh, he didn't say anything about painting. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Frameless, you know, a lot of times with frameless, you want that clean, flat look, but you're doing a frame with a panel. You could go either way, honestly. Um, I favor solid wood, you know, unless there's a really good, compelling reason. Just don't film it when you paint it. Yeah, if you do paint it, don't film it. Don't put it on YouTube. Oh it will be the bane of your existence, especially if it gains a little traction. Yeah. Yeah. People outside of your <laughs> circle start to see this video. It's going to be like a living hell, actually. <laughs> but all I can say is I'm so glad that after the first 24 hours, yeah. I stopped reading YouTube Yeah, comments I know. Because it is a crap hole. So, Nicole. yeah. So, I mean, you've got choices. I, I, I think I might want to see more stylistically about the kitchen and, and what all the other pieces look like before making a judgment call. Uh, but I think you can have a justification for doing both. But if you're doing a frame and you're putting glass in that frame, I wouldn't use plywood for that. I, I would definitely urge you to go more towards solid wood. Poplar is not a bad option if you're doing something that's going to be painted. Um, and certainly any other wood species, if you're going with a clear finish, you know, use the species you guys want to see all the time. There you go. There you go. Got a couple super chats. We got one from, uh, I just had it on my, there you go. Ness G. Mm -hmm. Good day, Spags. Hope you're doing well. Please, Nicole, you're rocking the red hair. Stay safe and cheers. <laughs> it was never meant to be red. That's the problem I have with it. It was supposed to be blonde. It's autumn sunrise. <laughs> um, Apo Apina has a question. Do you have any great arguments for persuading old veteran woodworkers to check the guild? We do have a, a military discount. You could say, look at that guy. He has gray hair, too. <laughs> <laughs> you could listen to him, right? I need a bigger beard, though. Yeah, I we do military discounts. Um, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, it, this is hard for me to say because it, it feels awkward to like brag about ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, but, but you'll do just fine. We, well, one of, the, one of the best pieces of feedback that I get from woodworkers is when someone writes and says, I've been woodworking for 30 years but I still learn something from every video of yours. Mm -hmm. you know, some, even if it's just a little trick that I've never heard before, never seen before, um, that's the best piece of feedback that I can get. I love when I hear that. So there is some value even for people who have you know, extensive amounts of experience. That said, this, is, this isn't going to convince them of anything because it's a little insulting. But if you have a lot of woodworking experience, it doesn't mean that you actually have been doing good things for mm -hmm. 30 years. You could have bad experience or just continually repeat bad habits. Um, so, you know, personally, as a lifelong student, I always like to, to learn. Anytime I take a class, I try to shut my brain off from everything that I've learned before and not sort of prejudge what this instructor is trying to tell me. I want to live within their world for the, the, the time in that class. And I, that's one of the things that bugs me is when a fellow student is mm -hmm. like, hey, how come you're not doing it this way? And it's like, stop it. Just let this person take you through their I mean, it may be a legitimate question, but ultimately, if you're coming in with, oh, I already know how to do that, you're not going to get as much out of the class. You know? yeah. So I think with the guild, it's kind of like that. We have a number of instructors, very different personalities, different skill sets uh, will that take you through this journey, the story of building a piece of furniture. And if they're open-minded and open to new ideas and potentially learning from someone who's younger than them, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of an ego thing. Sometimes people aren't capable of learning from mm -hmm. younger people. That could be problematic. You might not be able to change that. Um, but ultimately, if they're looking to expand their horizons and learn more, I think the guild is a great place for them to I do gotta that. I got to take care of Ava. There you is a question. Yeah, I don't go for too long because I'm almost done here. Well, you need to answer these questions. Yep. Mateo is saying stupid to me. He's joking. Me. Grandma, come back. Yeah, where's grandma? All right, Ava. Ava, mom's coming. Chill, yo. Kids, we did a live guild meeting last week. We started, we hit, the, we hit the button, we went live. Not two seconds later, Ava's doing what she did right now, freaking out about something. So Nicole goes in to take care of it. 
but when she goes in, she forgets to close the door. Garage door is open. I see Dougie, and it's like a standoff. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. And I know by the time I get there, he's going to bolt out the door. Sure enough, that's what he did. So I didn't even have time to explain what I was doing. I took my mic off. I ran, chasing the dog down. And uh, the people like on the live stream are just sitting around going, what the heck is going on over there? It was probably the worst start to a live. Sorry about the microphone. The worst start to a live session we've ever had. So let me see if I can get a, a question here. Kevin Sims says, I'm wondering where you source your spindles. What's your recommendation for general, pers- general purpose spindle grit? What are we talking about, Kevin? Oscillating spindle sander? So if we're talking about the same thing, the spindles themselves, the big rubber blocks, those obviously you don't buy new ones. You, you change them. the sandpaper only. So the spindle sleeves, I just get them from Amazon. And since I have a jet spindle sander, I get the same you know, brand. I stick with Jet on that. If you're talking about something else related to spindles, I don't, I'm not sure what you might be referring I'll to. I'll see if he's talking in the, in the chat here. Obviously, there's different spindles for different things. Guess what I gave Ava to calm her down? A candy bar. Cheetos at 10 a.m. Close enough. Like, hey, here, here. We jeopardize our children's health for you guys. <laughs> okay, we do it for you. You want the Cheetos? Here you go, hon. Mm-hmm. Here's the whole bag. Was that Kevin Sims? Kevin that, Sims. Kevin Sims that you did? Yep. I'll see. I'll monitor uh, the chat here. See if uh, he says anything. Uh, Ray Gilmore did a super chat and said, "For the great answer and morning coffee." Here's to you, Ray. Thank you. Yeah. Someone says James says two words: shock collar. <laughs> I can't do the shock collar thing. I mean, oh, I know. No. I know. I don't want to bring up a, you know, what might be a, a sort of divisive subject, yeah, but yeah. Um, I have tried in training a shock collar. And all it took was, even on the lightest setting, seeing Millie, Millie. yelp yep. and react to it was, well, and every, I, I couldn't bear it. Every it, dog is different. Sure. So Millie is just a timid dog. Dougie would probably just be like, <laughs> like there's a fly on him. <laughs> they wouldn't even phase Dougie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but we, Millie, we live with their quirks without electrical shocks. Yeah. That's just, uh, that's Craig, just how we roll. Craig Chagrin <clears throat> Hammond says, here's $5 to offset the redubbing. That's amazing that you make the content more accessible to others. Uh, thank you for your super chat. We're not paying for it's it. It's not at our expense. So yeah. this company, Paper Cup, is that what yep, they call it? Paper Cup. Um, they should have a, a sister company called Paper Napkins. <laughs> so they actually are a company that is dedicated to doing this process, taking one the, language yeah. and converting to another language. But it's a partnership. And it was a leap of faith on our part to say... Because at first we're like, you want to do what with our videos? You want to do what? And what they actually do is it's a revenue share for the AdSense revenue. We have yet to get any revenue. <laughs> so it's, it's working out great, <laughs> but guys. But I, I looked at it as more as the service. Well, it's just like doing closed captions. Yeah. It's, it's something we want to do to make our stuff accessible to as many people as possible. Yeah. And the idea is as it builds up, the library builds up, the views build up, if there's any... AdSense mm-hmm. revenue There's that comes split. in, uh, it winds up being split. But they're doing all the work, and we have already invested the work uh, to make the video. They're just kind of doing the work afterwards. It's at their expense. <coughs> uh, Judy Grass, thank you so much for your super chat. The hair, she said, the hair color looks good on you, Nicole. There you go. Thanks. See, I told you. No, you, you didn't. You never once said it looked good. You just made fun of me and said it looks red. Damn, maybe what you do to your hair? <laughs> all right. <coughs> Uh, what else we got? Let's, let me just make sure. I had a bunch of pulled conversation or questions over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we talked about the watch party next week. Um, Paul Towski said the guys from this old house made an end grain cutting board out of pine. What are your thoughts on using softwoods for p- cutting boards? I mean, some softwoods, depending if they're on the higher scale of rigidity and hardness. Yeah. But pine... Outside of building a Isn't cutting board, it's at, very porous, right? Well, it can be porous, but it's also you know kind of sappy depending yeah. on and the if cut. You cut on it, but not all pines created equal. You know, there are different types of pine. But I would have to say, just speaking very gen- generically, and certainly not trying to throw anybody under the bus. Uh, but if I had to rank on a list of, of species to use in cutting boards, pine would. Be I don't even think pine would be on the list. Pine would not be fine. 
Pine is not fine in that situation. But that said, you know what? People may make pine cutting boards. Maybe they got a particular, I mean, southern yellow pine a is actually board. a charcuterie board. A charcuterie board. Southern yellow pine is something that um, I, I think if you live like in the southeast, that's mm -hmm. something you have accessible fairly easily. Uh, can be a pretty durable material. Um, but yeah, for a cutting board, I personally wouldn't do that. But, you know, they. Apina says pine is actually very antibacterial. Well, a lot of woods are antibacterial. Okay. Um, most of them generally have an antibacterial property to them. Um, but I just don't want a soft, sappy wood as a cutting board. That said, if it's working for them, who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, they're doing it. I just wouldn't do that. Uh, Nate wants to know do we have any of the planer brackets left? We no. Don't. Haven't we had them for a long time. We, we stopped, stopped producing making them. them. Yeah, one thing we realized is like manufacture of products is not our forte. So anytime you see us do something like that and you're like, maybe I should get, no, you should do it. You should like, do it. Immediately. Because they may not be there they in six months. They may not be there later. I mean, that's what happened with it's the taps, a, right? It's a limited run. Well, the taps are now under MLCS. Well, someone else took, well, someone else could take the planer brackets if they want them. Hey, Mitch, are you watching? You want some planer brackets, you want some Mitch? Planer bra blacker? We'll get, uh, no, talk, well, well, it's not even ours to give at no, this point. It's, it's Andy's. Andy's. Uh, I feel mm -hmm. like it's been a while since I've talked to Mitch, too. What else we got? Uh, let's see, we got another question here from, yeah, that's Nate. Uh, Nigel and Donna. Hi, hi, Mark. You got a new compressor a couple years ago, mm -hmm. but you use a Fuji HVLP sprayer. What size tank would you recommend I get for spraying and general use in my woodworking? Any other recommendations? I don't know. I've never used HVLP for spraying. I always have a turbine. Part of the reason yeah. was when I started out, um, I would do a lot of jobs on location. And mm -hmm. if I needed to spray on location, it was just easier to take a self-contained unit like an HVLP. So that's why I, I was able to downsize. Um, I hesitate to give you a number on this because you got you know two things. You have the, the CFMs, the amount of air and pressure that this thing can generate. That's a, one factor. Um, but you also have to look at like continuous delivery of air pressure. So if you have a small tank, then you have to constantly cycle, right? And that's not a good thing. Like my little compressor here, I don't think I would want to spray with that. I had an opportunity to do some sandblasting when I restored this barbecue, and I, I didn't even try it just because I knew this thing would have trouble keeping up. So capacity and pressure are the two things you're looking at. The bigger the tank, the, the longer you'll be able to go before that compressor has to kick in and start um, you know, refilling the tank or repressurizing the tank. So look into what the CFM requirements are for the HVLP gun or the conversion gun that you're using. Make sure that you satisfy the minimum and then maybe go a little bit higher than that. Um, but off the top of my head, I can't give you a gallon size because I don't follow that world very closely enough to give you an What size number. is yours? That little baby down there? Yeah. I don't know. It's like a little hot dog deal. And it's you, pretty small. You really like it. It's the, uh, oh, Calif it's quiet. the California mm -hmm. air compressor. But I'm using it to blow dust off my shirt, yeah. <laughs> to blow dust off of projects, and to fire the occasional brad nail. I'm not asking much of that compressor. Pachoo, pachoo. Uh, chat room, guaranteed. You guys, tell him what to use uh, for compressor size gallon if you spray, right? What's the minimum he can get away with? And usually the good thing is once you get to that minimum gallon size, you know, it's, it's actual um, CFM rating mm -hmm. is usually going to be enough to do what you need it to do. John D GTI is living in Tucson and wants to know how critical is it to keep my shop temperature controlled? It's, an expen it's expensive to cool all the time. Is it okay to cool when I'm in there or when movement is a concern? I don't worry too much. You're in Tucson. Your yeah. movement issue is not so much heat as it is moisture uh, during, you know, monsoon. Yeah. That might be a time when it might not be a bad idea to keep the space conditioned uh, because you'll be able to pull some of that humidity out of the air as well. Um, but I don't think you're really, you have to be too concerned about the temperature. Uh, what I used to do is until I had, you know, efficient cooling. Well, no, even when I, even when I had the really efficient cool, cooling in there, I was too cheap to just let it run all the time. If you remember that, I would always yeah. let it heat up but and then I would turn the air conditioner on and cool it down. Didn't you read something like it's better just to keep it at a constant temperature versus I think, on off on yeah i off. think if you have a, a like a, a reasonably insulated space once you cool it down to my understanding guys gals correct me if i'm wrong on this conventional wisdom says that it's cheaper to continue to maintain that temperature than to let it heat up yeah. and then cool it down and it's have harder, all these spikes yeah, it's right harder to heat. so it, ha it doesn't have to work as hard even though it's running all the time if you are in your shop every day 
I would say keep it on. You know, don't don't worry about turning it off. I think you're far better off. If you're only going in there maybe two times a week, two or three times a week, that might be the point where I would think, okay, it probably makes sense to turn this thing off, then turn it back on a couple hours before mm -hmm. I go in, and then start working. Uh, David in the chat room said, tell him solar. Solar what? Solar, like. He, uh, electrical. Oh, like so to get solar? To get solar. Yeah, that's a process, though. That is a process. That's a whole and thing. And it can be expensive. Like, it just depends. Depending on what you get. Because they'll come out and they'll do a test. And I think in Arizona, though, when we did solar in Arizona, we were able to get our full bill yeah. covered. Um, we looked at solar here, yeah. and just the way our house is situated and the roof, the roof line and everything, mm -hmm. we weren't able to get enough panels on there to really offset the bill enough to yep. make it worthwhile. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin uh, Sims said, thanks, Mark. Yes, I was referring to the jet spindle sander, hmm. but was limited by 150 characters. Okay. Understood. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> All right. Let's see her. Uh, Nicholas Weber says, I'm going to start the blanket chest soon. I love that project. Yep. Is Rubio Monocoat Mahogany a good replacement for the spray dye used in the video? It is. If you want to look at the... Let's see. We made a, what do we call it? Entry bench for Jason? Yes. So there's a green and green entry bench project on the free site. We used mahogany colored Rubio for that. And I actually do think that is a good substitute. Um, take a look at the color, watch the video. You'll be able to judge for yourself. There are a little, you know, some differences with it. It's not exactly the same color, uh, but it's pretty darn good. And for like a single coat system like that, it's definitely worth looking into. If I were making this thing again today, that's probably what I would use. That what you did with the entry bench? Mm -hmm. I, honestly, you know what I might even do? It, the, the thing with the mahogany, it's, it's very red. It's a very strong red color. I might even take a little bit of their walnut rubio, if you happen to have them both. Maybe do a little mix. You know, 75% of the mahogany and then 25% of the walnut. Darken it up a little bit. You could play around with these things if you want. Um, but go look at that video. You'll know by the end of it whether that's the color you want. And finally, uh, last question from Nigel and Donna again. Uh, he said that I see SketchUp is changing their licensing and moving completely to online only. Yeah. Is there going? Is it? Is this going to change your approach to projects with online only SketchUp available for free viewing? No, not not in the near future. We talked about this on the um, the latest Wood Talk. Oh yeah. Was no. it the Q&A show or was it the week before? Either the show we just released on Wednesday or <laughs> the show prior to that, uh, we had somebody... Yeah, it is this most recent show in the feed on Wood Talk. Sorry. Jeez. My brain today. Uh, go, go listen to that. We have this exact question someone asked about what we're doing now that SketchUp is changing these things. This, uh, you know, the writing's been on the wall for a long time. SketchUp Make 2017 was the only desktop version that people could get that was still free. It was very clear that they were not intending on updating that forever. So if they're moving to an online-only system, I don't see a reason for us to change anytime soon. SketchUp files are not a requirement for projects. For the longest time, people have been distributing um, PDFs only for plans. That's all you need to get the project done. A 3D model is like, yeah, that's nice to have, but it's not an absolute requirement. So if we still make the model available and you need to use the viewer to, you know, it's still free, you could still look at the SketchUp. The ability to modify that SketchUp does now apparently require some kind of subscription or some sort of a paid thing, like a SketchUp 2017, SketchUp Make 2017 just isn't going to work anymore. Um, so yeah, at least in the meantime, I don't feel the need to jump ship to a different system because our service is not to provide editable 3D files. Our service is to teach people how to build a piece of furniture, give them the measurements they need to do it. So switching over to something like Fusion 360, you know, maybe that is something in the future that we could do, but it's actually a big deal for us to, to switch to that internally. I'm not well versed in it, so I would have to learn something new. Um, I don't know that I necessarily see the, the need to do that just yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, were you going to pick a winner for the, the bed project? I can't pick one. You pick one. Oh, I'm supposed to pick one. Yeah. All right. Well, well you I'm always gonna, pick. I, no, I, I have my winner of the Patreon, uh -huh. Ray. Uh-huh. Ray won that. Mm -hmm. So, Ray Gilmar, you won the Gill Project. You can select anyone. And I'm going to pick uh, from the questions that we received. Let's see. Hey, Nigel and Donna. 
you're going to win. There you go. The the bed project that's coming out next Friday. So mm-hmm. Nigel or Donna, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, email me Nicole at thewoodwhisperer.com, and I'll get you set up in the guild with this bed project. Yep. You know what? I love the fact that we have closed captioning on it before anyone sees it. That's cool. That's, we're doing, we're doing some different stuff with it, so it's kind of neat. And another thing, when we're talking about, a lot of people are making comments about Fusion 360. Um, I think Fusion 360 is the better program, certainly. Um, what it's capable of doing, what you can do with the output of the files, it is free to use for non-commercial purposes. Um, but there are still concerns, right? I don't know what Fusion 360 is up to. I don't know what their rules are or when they might decide to change their licensing. Guess what? The reason SketchUp is as popular as it is or was is twofold. Number one, it was free for a long time. Then things changed. So this thing about Fusion 360 being free for non-commercial use doesn't mean it's always going to be free. We could switch to that and have the same problem in a few years. It's not about the modeling. It's about building a project. That's the most important thing for us. Uh, The other reason SketchUp was popular is because I think for the average person who has zero CAD experience, they can open up SketchUp and kind of wrap their head around what's going on there. Fusion 360 has a steeper learning curve. And if you have CAD experience, you might find it a little bit more approachable. Um, But for someone without CAD experience, it's not that easy. So I actually don't think Fusion 360 is going to catch on uh, to the level that it did with SketchUp. So I think the only reason we started providing SketchUp files was because so many people were using the program. So, I mean, as we get more general makers and more people Mm -hmm. who may just from their career have some CAD experience, there may be a higher percentage of people who can do that, but I don't think we're ever going to see the penetration that we saw with SketchUp. It's still, you know, Fusion 360 is very intimidating. SketchUp is intimidating to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more approachable. So, but again, just to reiterate, our plans, our obligation is to teach you how to build a piece of furniture. Giving you a file that you can manipulate and change and do things with is a little bit of a bonus, but I don't see it as a requirement. Okay. Anyway, enough about that. Enough about that. I think we're done. I'm going to put a link to the after show in the chat. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can come and hang out with us in the after show. Um, We're just going to answer random, (laughs) sometimes not woodworking related questions. So one of of the questions we got, um, I got an email to me. a while back, uh-huh. wants to know how we met. So we can talk about that on the after show. Oh, a little teaser. Mm-hmm. Nicely done, Nicole. <laughs> Good job. All right. Well, thank you for uh, watching, everybody. Yeah, and thanks we for hanging will out. Catch you next week.